Welcome to FraserCast, a place where we discuss all things autism, mental health, and special needs. Today we will be discussing the importance of whole person care to an individual's mental and physical wellness. To help guide our discussion today, we welcome back Pat Police, the Director of Integrated Healthcare at Fraser. Welcome, Pat, and thank you for joining us again on FraserCast. Thank you. Nice to talk with you again. So to begin, let's start at the top and have you define for us what you mean by whole person healthcare, please. Sure. So Dave, whole person healthcare can be described in a lot of different ways, but really at the basic level, it's considering the whole picture of our lives, what's important, what's challenging, what's supportive. And it's really um, key to say, this is different for everybody. So if you think about all the parts that we all manage in our lives, like um, physical health, mental health, uh, work, finances, social experiences, spiritual experiences, learning, parenting, you can see that there are so many things that contribute to whole person health care. So this is... um, really the story of our lives and when one area is particularly challenging so let's say you have strain around finances and if it continues to be a chronic issue think about those other areas it might impact your living situation it might impact your social situations your work options it could even impact your access to health care So when we're talking about whole person health, it's thinking about that personal story in a way that provides really meaningful information and thinking about what should we do next. I love the phrase story of our lives, Pat. I think that's really useful, uh, what you just suggested and described for how these things impact uh, everything we do. Um, Let's talk if we can about, uh, you you named a, mentioned a few particular examples, but maybe one in particular that you maybe see come up fairly commonly. Uh, And uh, tell us about how looking at a particular patient or a person's story from with a whole person lens on, if you will, um, you come to a a better understanding and maybe a better uh, solution. Sure. So I think we can all relate to this, right? Stress affects our bodies. We can become stiff if we are stressed all day long. We feel it physically. And we also know that uh, physical injury affects our mental health. It makes us unsettled, it impacts our sleep. And when we think about that connection between physical and mental health, um, the research is most compelling in the area of early childhood. We know that there are lots of studies about adverse childhood experiences, and we know that emotionally charged experiences in childhood can actually translate to health problems in adulthood. I encourage everybody to look up these ACE studies, A-C-E, and this study has really changed the way we think about working with children and families, because what it means is that parents were once children and they carry um, those experiences with them, and they also translate what they learned as children and how they were parented in their own parenting techniques. So caregivers become an essential part of supporting development of children. 
And as we look at those pieces, we might be thinking about and talking about experiences in childhood, even with parents as they're talking about raising their children in a developmentally healthy way. So this is one example with a lot of research about how we might translate all these different areas into the work that we are doing with children and families. That's fascinating, especially as you mentioned caregivers or parents uh, in particular, uh, with all the challenges they have in raising a special needs a child um, to layer on all these other things to, to think about. But I guess to your point, uh, we don't so much think about these things, we do them naturally. We take care of our children in, in ways that we probably don't even realize that we're yes. impacting the whole person, correct? Yes, we do do it naturally, but we do it naturally the way we learned it, not necessarily the way we want to do it. And that's where um, intervention and support becomes important because we all have blinders in terms of uh, what we bring to the table. And sometimes it's helpful to have a sounding board to help you through that. That's a great point and a great segue to Fraser. And so if I'm a parent and I need that sounding board, what does Fraser bring for me? How, how does it help me understand whole person care for my child? Sure. So all of our services at Fraser, I would um, categorize as person-centered person care. So that means uh, when a family, when an individual, when a student, when an adult is coming in for Fraser services, they really are the leader of their team. And so when I'm talking about whole person care, there's usually something going on that is um, sparking someone's interest in getting support. So it might be the stress of finances or it might be anxiety uh, over something that's happening in life or it might be loss or it might be uh, what do I do um, uh, managing uh, this behavior of my uh, child or my children. So there's always something that brings uh, family into the clinic and we want those families and those people to be in primary charge of their care and then begin to talk with them about that whole picture, digging into what are the aspects that uh, might be um, resiliencies. We want to look at strengths. What are the things that are supporting you well? And then where are the challenges and how can we put that all together in a way that's going to support you or add on to those supports? So something like uh, making sure we're talking to a medical provider. We know the people that um, uh, have high blood pressure might also be anxious. And uh, so checking in on how blood pressure is going while practicing mindful activities is one way that we can combine the two. We also might look at uh, case management to help look at what kinds of services can we access up and beyond what you're getting right now to help uh, support those resiliencies and fill in the gaps. So there's lots of different ways that we look at whole person care, but it's really uh, led by the person um, and their concerns coming into the clinic. And we work with you as a team and um, even broaden that team to help support whatever it is that one would need. You mentioned mindful activities, Pat, and you've talked a lot about emotional and psychological sort of needs or things that can come up in terms of whole person care, but talk to us about the physical nature of this uh, whole person care idea and how important it is to uh, be physically active. Uh, and, what, and what do you mean by mindful activities? Sure. So, um, you know, we might be forced to pay attention to something that's aching or forced to uh, pay attention to something that's worrying us. 
but moving from attention to intention is not always easy. So when we think about mindful activities, I'm thinking about um, simple things like uh, taking a deep breath before a challenging task, or taking some time to stretch, or taking some time to think about how you're going to maybe break some behavioral patterns. Maybe in a relationship, uh, you uh, typically uh, jump to respond in a particular way, but taking that breath um, helps uh, make us not only pay attention, but be intentional about uh, changing that change of behavior. So there's all kinds of ways that we can embed those practices all of us as uh, clinicians and staff here at Fraser are working on that as well. And so um, working along with our families to look at well, what areas in their life can we help be pay more attention, but also be more intentional to uh, making things easier uh, for our families and clients. I just want to add, as I'm talking about mindful activities, that there are lots of free resources on the internet that one could search out to get activities that are both appropriate for adults or children. So I encourage you all to do that. Um, it's not much more difficult than just taking a deep breath. No, thank you for that. And uh, it's a reminder that we may, when we have these conversations on FraserCast, there's often good advice for everyone embedded in. Uh, and in, in, in what we hear. So uh, that was very useful. Thank you. So tell us more, if you could, about specific programs and services at Fraser. Sure. This whole, whole person care. Yes, yeah, so we have a whole host of clinical services. These would be considered therapy, individual therapy, family therapy. We have uh, skills. We have it for adults. We have it for children. We have it for families. If you have very young children, we're seeing children under one year of age and uh, working with them and their caregivers in talking about development. What are the components of healthy development? We have parent support groups. We have have uh, skills groups and therapy groups for students of all ages and young adults who are heading into transition. And as you think about all of these services across the lifespan, there might be some different issues like transitioning into adulthood that bring a group together that have some defining features that uh, we might be talking about whole person care. How do you keep the, the physical, the mental, the uh, independence and the um, uh, relationship pieces going. So all of those would be examples of some of the services that we might provide and integrate this whole person care perspective. This sounds challenging uh, in normal times. We're now facing, of course, a very uh, severe health crisis. Uh, how is the pandemic, COVID-19, affecting uh, these services that Fraser provides and the challenges that families are facing? Yes, that's a really great question, Dave. And I was uh, pondering on this and um, referencing some things uh, many of you might uh, consider uh, thinking about um, searching for a visual, and we'll try to post something on our Fraser website. But if we look at a visual of all the uh, 
areas that comprise whole person health care, as I was looking through it, pretty much everyone is impacted by COVID, right? Um, in terms of our social well-being, uh, the isolation is impacting all of us. In terms of parenting or caring relationships, there's some restrictions or without school, we've had some added roles. Our workplace has changed. Um, our learning and education has uh, changed. Uh, spiritual activities have changed. Medical activities have changed. So I was even struck as I was thinking about this and looking at some visuals that whole person care has really taken a turn. So there's a higher level of need. There is uh, less access or limited access to maybe care resources or access in a different way than was routine in the past. And higher stress um, in our communities at large, which which can exacerbate um, old patterns of behavior, old patterns of thinking, uh, old uh, patterns of worrying. And so the risk of returning to maybe or um, acquiring unhealthy uh, patterns of coping. So I would say in this time and age, we're all really looking for ways to support each other to look at and find those glimmers of resiliency. They're there for uh, most every family. It's a matter of uh, supporting each other to find those and utilize this uh, those things during these trying times yeah can you that's great pat and can you describe maybe more about the resources that are available for caregivers online because that's what we're talking a lot about right sure. uh, different connections that that sort of thing what, yeah. what is providing yeah so i can speak to one that's um really near and dear to my heart and that's the Fraser Hope Line. Uh, in the midst of all these challenges, really many staff are getting together and um, asking what can we do to support families in our community. And so the Fraser Hope Line was developed with the intent of uh, providing support, information, and referrals. And while it's not a crisis line, it is a, uh, a place where people can email or call to with a question or with a concern. And we have uh, mental health professionals staffing the line from seven to seven. And those staff are available to provide the many resources that all of Fraser staff have collected and put into a resource uh, area uh, for us to use. And we can support families, individuals with their questions and get them both to either external referrals or internal referrals if appropriate. And I can tell you that the families that are calling um, based on their experiences and the current climate of COVID um, are experiencing a wide range of stressors. So uh, this has been a, a grassroots effort. I think it's been a team of staff that are uh, really engaged and happy to be uh, providing and supporting um, this kind of service to our families. Sounds like a tremendous resource. And that number, by the way, for Fraser Hope Line is 612-446-HOPE. That's 612-446-4673. So Pat, you described natural parenting. And uh, could you give us an example of a parenting style where a parent might get stuck in a rut or a trap where the same thing keeps happening? Uh, and, and, and how they may react to that and, 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 uh, and, and improve things. Sure. 
Um, and that happens with all of us, right, in relationships. So when something's not working uh, the way in which we like, uh, we do it the same way again, right? So you might think about uh, parents who are now at home, um, homeschooling, parenting, working all at once. And if something's not working, uh, they might say it again. Uh, the behavior is the same. They might say it a third time. And that pattern becomes stuck both for the child and for the uh, caregiver. I think it's really important to note in children that when we look at outward behavior, that internally there's a feeling that's wired to that behavior. And so uh, children that are uh, what some might say are misbehaving are probably feeling unsettled or badly inside. So I think one of the concepts that we really need to look at is how can we help the child feel better um, about the situation, which is helping them regulate. And so oftentimes we talk about the concept of co-regulating. So part of the work that we do with families is helping them to figure out how to co-regulate through that situation, which actually happens, helps the caregiver in the end as well. Great. And how does this tie into the whole community? So in the whole community, we've been talking about lots of parts um, that comprise whole person health care. And I can tell you at Fraser that we've been doing some work with our primary care providers. So our medical providers in the community, when we develop relationships with them and we talk about our families and talk about these medical and physical pieces along with the uh, social emotional pieces, uh, we find that the caregivers, the families don't have to retell their story over and over again as they go from one professional to another. We're actually embracing them as a team and we're all working together um, as opposed uh, to siloed work that happens. So I can tell you that referrals happen more smoothly, um, services are added on more smoothly in both settings when there is that relationship and that whole person uh, care where not only the family is engaging them but the, the group is working as a team. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pat, for being here today. It was a pleasure having you again. Likewise. Wonderful. And, and for all our listeners, for more information on whole person health care or any other services Fraser provides, including the Fraser Hope Line, please visit www.fraser.org. That's F-R-A-S-E-R.org. Thank you all for listening and stay well.